test. Testing. There we go. Good morning. <laughs> now I have a singing mic. I'm forced to sing. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Man, we're glad to see you here this morning. Thanks for coming out on this beautiful day. Isn't it beautiful outside? It is now. When we leave, it may be hot. But that's okay. We're going to warm it up in here a little bit. We're going to allow the Holy Spirit to move, and, and, uh, and we're going to get a little uh, warm, excited, worshiping the Lord. But real quick, I have a couple of announcements. Um, I want to say thanks to everyone who came this week and helped us with our, our garage sale extended. And uh, if you haven't been back there and looked, if you, if you was back there last Sunday and you go back there and look now, it is a major difference, a huge difference. And, and I'm thankful to everybody that came and helped and those who came and loaded and loaded and loaded because uh, we, we, we got rid of a lot of it. I can't say most of it, but I would say more than half of what was back there. Uh, and, and, you know, we're glad to take it and be able to bless Teen Challenge with it, but we want to bless the people of Lone Grove. And so being able to help uh, or have time for more people to come in. Uh, we had a lady come in Friday, and I was back there, and she said, uh, we're living with someone else. We don't have a home. We don't have any clothes, my husband and I. And she loaded up several basket loads full and took it. And so we were able to bless her and her family. And so that, that's what we want, right? And so thank you for all that. There is still a little bit back there, so if you haven't made your way back there, uh, it's, it's just clothes that are left and some shoes. Lady, there's some nice shoes back there, uh, so this is your last chance. Uh, tomorrow, it's going to be gone. We're going to move it out tomorrow, and so if you want to go back there and look through it, be sure and do it today because it'll be gone, and we'll move it on out. So um, speaking of that, if you're free tomorrow about 10 a.m. and you want to help pack all that what's left up and, and move the shelves and racks back down to the storage building, uh, we'd greatly appreciate your help in that as well. Uh, we're going to try to get it cleaned out and, and set back up. We were able to have Sunday school back there because we got half of it ready, but we want to get the rest of it so we can have our fellowship hall back and be able to uh, do our functions. We've got girls' ministries and, and rural rangers starting again this week, so we need the space that's been taken up by that stuff uh, for those ministries. So if you can help tomorrow about 10 o'clock, we're going to be doing that. Speaking of girls' ministries, uh, yesterday we went to Oklahoma City and to the Honor Star crowning and the Friends, I, I don't, it's not crowning, what is the Friends? Sash? Graduation? Uh, they got a cord? They got a string? I thought that, that goes from crowning to a string, but, but that's okay. But we got to see Tegan Woodley uh, crowned as an Honor Star. And Bailey Briscoe received her friend's graduation uh, cord. And so we're, we're very proud of them. And it was a great ceremony. There was thousands of people there that saw them. And, and, and they looked beautiful in their dresses. And, and, and uh, Tegan walking around in her crown. I'm surprised she's not wearing that crown today. So. I, I would. I'd still have my crown on. But, but tonight, following the service, tonight during the service, we're going to honor them uh, for their, their accomplishments and their achievements in this. this is, it took a lot of work to get that. And, and uh, for uh, Bailey, uh, she's been doing it all the way through eighth grade. And uh, Tegan did it all the way through fifth grade. And so uh, there's a lot of work goes into that and a lot of accomplishment. We're going to honor them tonight and following tonight's service. We're going to have a reception for them. Uh, so come tonight as we honor them during the service, but then stay after the service. We will go down to the youth building. We didn't want to honor these beautiful girls back there with all those garage sale stuff in the background, so we're moving it down to the youth building, uh, and we're going to have a reception for them with cake and punch and stuff. And so uh, come out tonight. 
Listen, I know some of you may say, we don't normally come on Sunday night, but I, I believe these two young ladies is worth coming out for and uh, what they've done and what they've accomplished. And so uh, be here tonight for that. Heart to Heart is meeting this Tuesday at 6 in the Fellowship Hall. Uh, like I said, we're going to have all that cleared out so they can meet in the Fellowship Hall this Tuesday night. Um, I was told that they're bringing sandwiches, chips, and desserts, or that you're to bring sandwiches, chips, and desserts. If you have questions, uh, talk to Marla or Jill or one of the ladies uh, that, that normally takes care of that. And so come and be a part of that. It's a good time of fellowship. It's a good time of the Word. And I believe they're going to kind of plan out the rest of this year uh, as uh, what, what, what's going to be happening with Heart to Heart for the rest of this year. So that covers all that. Uh, so be a part of that. Saturday is men's breakfast in the fellowship hall at 830. Uh, men, I, I, I highly recommend you come to that. It's a good time of fellowship. There's, we, we just about solve all the world's problems every Saturday or once a month. Every Saturday we have men's breakfast. So if, if, you, if you know of a problem that needs solving in this world, we, you, somebody there has a solution for it. So uh, come out. We, we have a good breakfast and a good time there as well. So, And then uh, coming up, not this week, but, but it's coming soon. Primetimers lunch is August 27th, at, and they're going to McGeehee's in Marietta. Uh, they will be meeting there at 1 o'clock, or if you want to ride the van down there, uh, be here at 1230 to ride the van as a group down there. And then I know it seems strange to talk about Labor Day, but we're three weeks away from Labor Day. And so we'll be doing our, our annual church picnic like we normally do on the Sunday night of Labor Day. Uh, that will be September 4th uh, during the evening service. Um, I wrote following on here, but we won't have an evening service. We just do the picnic in place of it. So... Um, Join us for that. That's a good time of fellowship. So, um, And at this time, for ushers to come, we'll take up our morning tithes and offering. I want to say thank you for your faithful giving. Uh, Lord's going to bless you for that as well. Randy, would you pray over the offering this morning? Amen. Stand with us this morning. We're going to worship the Lord together. Are y'all ready to worship? Father, we thank you this morning for an opportunity to come into your house, God, and to worship you freely, Father. Father, we pray this morning that you would just pour out your blessings on this sanctuary, God. Touch your people in a mighty way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Yours will be the only name that matters to me, the only one whose favor I seek, the only name that matters to me. Yours will be the friendship and affection I need to fill my father smiling on me, the only name that matters to me. Yours is the name, the name that saved me. Mercy and grace, the power that forgave me. And your love is all I've ever needed. When I wake up in the land of glory, with the saints I will tell my story. There will be one name that I proclaim. When I wake up in the land 
Yours will be the only name that matters to me. The only one whose favor I see. The only name that matters to me. Yes. Yours will be the friendship and affection I need. Oh, to feel my father smiling on me. The only name that matters to me. Yours is the name, the name that saved me. Mercy and grace, the power that forgave me. And your love is all I've ever needed. Oh, yes. When I wake up in the land of glory, with the saints I will tell my story. There will be one name that I proclaim. this morning. Sing Jesus. 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 Just that name. Jesus. 
exalt you, Lord. Just keep playing it. Jesus. 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 We exalt you. We exalt you, Lord. We exalt you, God. Hallelujah. Go ahead, Dennis. Go ahead, Dennis. this morning, Lord. I pray this morning that burdens are lifted, God. Father, I pray this morning that you would just touch us right here where we are, God. As we praise your name, just play it again. Just keep playing it again. We wait on you, Father. We wait on you, Father. Just have your way, God.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And God's promises are true. Amen. Amen. What he said he'd do, he's going to do. No question, no doubt about it. Amen. Amen. Hey, while you're still standing, while we're still in a worshipful attitude, I, I would like us to, uh, uh, our schools start back this week. And uh, some of the schools have already started. I think uh, we've got students from Dixon that started last week. And we've got uh, some of those schools are beginning this week. And I want us just to lift up our schools in prayer this morning. I want to pray for the students. I want to pray for the teachers. I want to pray for the, the faculty, uh, all the staff. You may think somebody who works in the kitchen doesn't have much influence on the kids, but they do. And we want to pray that God moves in our schools. We want to pray that God blesses our schools. We want to pray for our students that they not only grow in, in, you know, in education, but, but they come to know the Lord and they grow in their experience with the Lord this year. We want to pray for safety in our schools. You know, we don't want to hear bad reports from our schools like we do around the, the nation. So if, if you would this morning, let's just go before the Lord right now. Let's just lift up our schools and, and all that are that have anything to do with it this morning. And if you have a need this morning, if you just call out that need as we're going to the Lord and pray, I believe he'll move. I believe he'll touch this morning. Let's go to the Lord. Father, Lord, this morning we come before you and we just lift up our schools right now. Lord, as our students are going back, as our teachers are going back, Father, this week and, and, and during this month, Lord, I pray, Lord, whether it's uh, all the way from preschool all the way through college, God, that right now, Lord, you'd begin to bless those students, Lord. Bless those teachers as they instruct our kids, Lord. God, help be with those uh, administrators, God, even those that, that the staff, the support staff, God, whatever their role is in the school system, that you would be with them. God, I pray that you'd bless them. Lord, that you would strengthen, especially those that are, are Christian, Lord, that believe in you, that you would strengthen their walk in you, that they might be able to share that with someone this year. Lord, I pray that you'd protect our schools. God, protect our students. God, protect our children, Lord, from any attacks that the enemy would come against them. Lord, whether it's a physical attack or a spiritual attack, Lord, we just pray that you would move mightily in our school systems, Lord, that we would see great things. God, revival can break out in any school at any time, God, and we pray right now that you would send revival, Lord, through our schools, God. God, but we just praise you this morning. We love you this morning. We exalt you this morning because you're worthy of our praise. God, you are great and greatly to be praised, and we love you this morning we thank you for all that you're doing in the name of jesus hallelujah hallelujah amen amen you may be seated this morning i missed an announcement while ago the the board asked me to go ahead and just announce that the pulpit committee is is meeting today and they're moving forward uh it's it's uh, i know they get asked a lot of questions it's not a quick process of electing a new pastor and finding uh, a new pastor and so uh they're i believe they're doing what they're supposed to be doing they're praying about it that's number one and I believe they're letting the Lord lead them and direct them and, and not get in a rush and so they just wanted me to let you guys know uh and and any any new thing come up they'll be sure and let you guys know about it but they are uh they're meeting today they're meeting with some people from the district that are kind of instructing them on on different ways to go and some different things and so uh I, I would encourage you to pray for our board pray for our pulpit committee it's easy to sit back and go well if I was there it's easy to sit back and go, well, I can't believe they're doing it that way, or I just wish they'd hurry up, or I wish that, why not instead of doing that, why don't we just say, Lord, help them. Lord, give them direction. Give them strength. Give them guidance. Lord, just bless them. Man, I tell you, sometimes the pressures that come down on, on people in that situation, it's, it's, sometimes it's overbearing. We pray that God blesses those that have stepped up to take this role, to, to take this upon themselves, and, and that God would move mightily, because we want, we want what God wants, right? I said, we want what God wants, right? 
We don't want man. We want God in charge. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, again, thank you for coming out this morning. Uh, we, we love seeing you here. It's a beautiful, beautiful crowd. Um, I was looking over to see if I'd have seen that orange shirt, and I don't see it this morning. So I can say it's a beautiful crowd this morning. <laughs> Amen. Well, we're glad to have Brother Duck back with us again this week and his family. I think yeah. that section over there is growing every week. And so, but we're glad to have you guys here. Brother Duck, come on and, and uh, minister. And I'm sure you've got some songs this morning as well. And, and uh, we're glad to have you. Y'all give Brother Duck and his family a hand. Yeah, yeah thank you very kindly. <laughs> well, it is a pleasure to be here this morning. And. I, I want to say something real special because, you know, we just live around the corner here. It's the closest church I filled in it for a long, long time. I didn't spend an hour driving to get there. And, and I might just uh, add in one other thing because uh, Jimmy's mom's here this morning, but our presbyter, Jimmy Keith, has sent me all over the country. You know, we cover about three counties. He'll have me down in Duran or up in Bing or somewhere else, seem like every Sunday. And um, he had me going to Bing. Anybody know where Bing is? Oh, goodness. That's the other end. It's, it's right up on the edge of nothing. That's what I can. <laughs> anyway, he asked me, he said, they're trying to get a pastor. Would you mind going up there a few Sundays? And so we've been driving. That's north of Ada up in there. And uh, so we went up there for several Sundays. He'd call me and say, now uh, go back Sunday, go back Sunday, go back Sunday. Then one day he called me and he said, they're getting a tryout for the service Sunday. You won't need to go. I said, oh, good. <laughs> I was getting along that trip. And uh, he kind of laughed. He said, but uh, they said if they could, they'd like to clone you into a younger person. They'd put you in as a pastor. <laughs> and he laughed. And I said, hey, that's nothing to laugh about. Uh, because I heard and read that they cloned a sheep. If they can clone a sheep, maybe they can clone a duck. <laughs> and he really chuckled at that. I said, now hold it, buddy. I said, we don't know that it can't be done. <laughs> Well, I haven't heard anything from them, so evidently the cloning thing didn't, didn't go over that big. But uh, we are, it's a pleasure to be here today. We're thank you for that. And, and our family is growing. We're gathering them up. And in fact, I just saw my wife here. That's the first time I've seen her in a week. That's the truth. They all load up every year and go to the Seminole. You know, they have that big singing up there. They rent rooms. They go up there and stay and have a I'd like to know what they do up there sometime. But anyway, I've been home cutting grass, doing all kinds of repairs around the place, and, and it's been awful lonely over there. But uh, I looked up, and they all came in this morning. I don't believe we lost anyone in that shuffle. And... Uh, <laughs> I went over and I said, are y'all okay? And they said, yeah. I said, oh, good, I am too, you know. And Sabrina, come on up. She's going to sing, I think, for us this morning. And um, we sometimes have a quartet. Sometimes we have a solo. And I don't know what she's got lined up today for something or another. But um, I'm glad my kids helped me out. They've done that. Well, you need a little help. Yeah. All you got to do is jump. <laughs> bit 
I'm a little bit not sure-footed as I, I'm going to have knee replacement Tuesday. That's why I've got, I got my nails done, and they told me, don't have your index fingers painted. I said, oh, I can get my nails as long as I leave these. So that's, <laughs> girl has to do what a girl has to do, right? <laughs> anyway. I'm just, yeah, going up and down stairs is a little bit scary sometimes, but we're going to get it fixed. <laughs> Love the Lord. We feel like we've been in a little bit of heaven at Seminole uh, with the Seminole singing. And, you know, much of the music Mother was saying as we was coming in to the, this morning was about the second coming, was about going to heaven. <laughs> And uh, so we feel like we've been in a little bit of heaven. And I, I love him, and I'm looking, and I'm ready this morning. Aren't you? Amen. I hear the sound of a mighty rushing wind And it's louder now Amen Than it's ever been I can almost
Kevin, let me help yeah, you. I don't want you falling. Okay. All right. Thank you, Sabrina. I appreciate my family. They've helped. And my wife uh, has always been my favorite soloist. And here lately, she's not moving as fast as she used to, so neither am I. We're slowing down. But uh, so we got help. We just, everybody pitches in and does their part. I appreciated the thought while ago that we pray for the schools, the students, the faculty, because that's very important. I don't know if you follow the Oklahoma much, but uh, uh, our, um, if I got something turned off wrong, I'm sorry. Yeah, get rid of that one. We don't need too much amplification here. <laughs> Thank you. If you follow the, the Oklahoma, you'll find out that there's been a lot of editorials about our governor. And let me just tell you something that you might need to know. Our governor, Governor Sitt, is an Assemblies of God man, has been for years. He goes to Central Assembly in Oklahoma City now. And I know personally that there are some people that are dedicated to destroy him. And if you notice here about three weeks ago, he's passed a new bill that's going to take charge of some of this crazy stuff that's going on in the school systems outside of the state. And he's going to try to stop it and bring a godly atmosphere back into the schoolroom. And I want you to pray for him because it's not an easy task. And there's people that would destroy him because they're trying to do something else through the school system. And I appreciate that prayer because you don't know how critical that is right now. And there is an effort done throughout our nation that we need to be praying over daily. Not just today, but I mean daily we need to pray for the leadership of our country, of our state, and of our local facilities that God will be the one to be lifted up in all of that. And I believe that God can be, don't you? 
I haven't given up on it yet myself. I'm, I'm still believing prayer changes things. Amen. Well, uh, someone, as I came in tonight or this morning, they said, uh, uh, you got your subject picked out? No. <laughs> I was all geared up and ready to go. And all of a sudden, now only a preacher will understand what I'm fixing to say. But suddenly I felt God shifting me. Yeah. You ever feel a shift? God closed this one. He opened up. And I said, wait a minute, Lord, that, that was a good minute. I'd like to. He said, no, I'll get it later. I'll get it later. <laughs> and God began to move me over onto something that I don't fully understand. But I, I have always re remembered that God does know what we need better than I know. So I'm going to bring you something fresh off of the hotline. As late as this morning, last night, God dealt with my heart. And I'm not ashamed to tell you that if God stopped me in the middle of the, of the subjects and said, change and go that direction, I'll do it. And I'm, I'm from the old school. Uh, I'll let that soak in a minute here. Because I still believe that we need to be led by the Holy Ghost. Whether it be preaching, teaching, singing, whatever we do, God must be the director and the leader and the orchestrator of our life, our effort, and our energies. So that's where I'm going this morning. You said, you don't sound like you've done that. I'm going to tell you what I'm going to give you is what God woke me up for the other night. I laid there in bed and it's, it took three hours out of my sleep pattern to get this thing worked out in my spirit. So I'm going to tell it to you just the way God told it to me. I had time with it. And I'm going to tell you what I had a time with it. But it, it'll settle in. Some of you may like it. Some of you may not. It don't matter to me. I'm just going to give it to you like I got it. I'm going to turn over into Romans. Romans, the eighth chapter. I'm, I'm going to do a little hopping around, so uh, I appreciate the folks that are trying to help me a little bit and give me some uh, scriptures. And I told them, I said, I don't know where we're going. I'm telling you what, whenever you get in flight, you may go any direction, you know what I mean? So I'm going to read to you out of verses 14, 15, and 16. This will give us a launching pad. And then we'll see which, which way the wind's blowing. And we're going to follow the wind, okay? The anointing. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear but ye have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. My God, my Savior, my Lord, this morning, I pray you'd come down into this room and touch my soul, anoint my mind, and speak through my lips, O oh God, as only you can do. 
and speak to our hearts, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, uh, my wife and I have uh, had a very unusual life, and I'm not complaining. It's a good life. We've had a wonderful life. We've been married 63 years. I think coming up on 64, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, well, I don't know, give me some signals, but I can't read them all. But anyway, somewhere out there <laughs> in that vicinity. <laughs> After a while, you quit counting anyway. You know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. But when we got married, um, you know, uh, I'd been given my testimony. You know, I, I, I never thought of myself as a preacher, but I'd go up. I was up at the uh, county line. I was over at Pruitt City and Wilson, Healden, giving my testimony. And somebody one day said, you're a preacher. And I said, I don't think so. I'm just giving my testimony. But then I got calls. They wanted me to stay more than one night. And I had, I had to come up with something besides a testimony. And uh, I tried. I, I, it was pitiful. I, I, I acknowledge it. It just it was awful. I, I just be honest with you. And I, I didn't know what to do, but I was trying to enlarge and build on it. You know, it's, when you start out, you don't have much to start with. You just, you got the fire, but you can't put anything on it till it'll really burn good. You know what I mean? And, uh, and I, we was going ahead and we began to get, they called them revivals. <laughs> I just call them durations while we were trying to give our testimony. But anyway, we got through that. We got married in October, and uh, in December there was a church called us and said, would you come up and preach for us? And we went up there. I, I, I can make it through a weekend pretty good. So I did. I preached for them. They said, uh, will you come back next week? I said, well, okay. I didn't know what was going on, but I thought, well, I can at least do that. I went back next week. And then they said, will you be our pastors? I said, what? A pastor? I, I, well, I never say no to anyone that wants me to do something for God. I said, well, yes, we'll do our best. So I got with my wife and I said, uh, they want us to be pastors. She said, well, what are we going to do? I said, I don't know. <laughs> I haven't been to Bible school. I didn't know anything. I said, I don't know what to do. I said, your mom and dad were preachers. Maybe they could help us. What did they do? She said, well, they prayed, read the Bible. They preached at the church and went to the hospital. I said, I believe I could do that. <laughs> but I knew she was in the church. She was the church pianist. And I said, well, what did you do? She said, well, I, I was also the janitor. I cleaned the church up. I said, hey, that'll go. <laughs> Add that to my, my resume. <laughs> And she said on Saturday afternoon, I'd sit down and go over the songs that we're going to sing that Sunday. And I said, okay, all right, I'm beginning to get a pattern in my mind what we got to do. And then uh, I got to studying about it. There's got to be a little bit more to it than that, you know. There's got to be something out there that rattles and shakes once in a while. And I said, uh, I, we didn't have a large congregation. It's about 35, 40 people. And I said, if any of you have a book that a pastor has written, please bring it and let me borrow it. I want to read it and give it right back to you. 
And I had two or three books handed in to me. And I began to read what different pastors had said, how they got into the ministry, what they were doing, all of that. And I began to see things. Little bits and pieces were beginning to form in my mind. And then I read a book, and it was a pastor that I had heard of, never knew him personally, but I heard of him. And he had a wonderful thoughts and messages that I just really gleamed from it. I began to draw something out of that. And I read things that I didn't understand. And this is one of them. He said, when you really need to know where God is and what God's doing and God wants you to do, you have to pray and fast. Well, the praying part, I was already ready to go with that. I went to my wife and I said, "Uh, what's this fasting stuff? I I, I understand about praying, but how do you, what's fasting? And she said, that's when you're more hungry for God than you are for food. And said, if you really want to move God, you lay food aside and you just settle in on praying and giving everything into God and searching for God more than anything else. Something in it began to echo in my spirit. I said, that's what I've been wanting. That's what I need. That's what I've got to have. And I said, I'm going to do that. I felt God really stir my heart. And I told her, I said, don't fix me anything to eat for Thursday, Friday, and at noon Saturday I'll eat so I'll have some strength for Sunday. I went over to the church on Thursday morning. I went in there and I got down on my knees before God and I began to pray and for 20 to 30 minutes I prayed about everything under the sun. I prayed for the church. I prayed for the people. I prayed for the... I prayed for everything. Did you know when you... 20 or 30 minutes, you can pray up everything you can think of and it's all over with. And I know I got to be there a lot longer, but this is what I began to learn. It's not what I tell God. It's what God tells me. That's where the difference comes from. And I knew I had to reach a place where God would talk to me, not what I could talk to God. You see, it's easy to tell God all about this stuff, but you better wait and listen to be sure that God is in on the line too. And in this passage I read... I'm going to read to you verse 22. And it said, And we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. I'm going to read verse 23 also. And not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit, Even we ourselves groan within ourselves wanting for the adoption to wit to the redemption of the body. Let me tell you what God showed me. To be able to touch the hem of his garment. To make that contact where you touch God and God touches you. You have to go in to this state of travailing, of groaning. Now, actually, those are words taken from childbearing 
And it's words that speaks of pain and agony and it talks about uncomfortableness, and it talks about seeking until there is something inside of you that is giving birth to the will and the grace and the guidance of God, and you die inside so that you can give to God and God can give to you. Travailing, and I learned what that word really means. It means to lay over the altar, not for a day, but for weeks. You pray and you agonize before God because you want the will of God more than you want anything else. And you pray, agonizing, promising God if you'll take everything out that needs to come out and put everything in that needs to come in. For God, I want to be you on this earth. <laughs> and there, two or three weeks later, I continued this pattern. And let me tell you something, church. There's things that begin to happen, not in one prayer meeting, not in one prayer time. But there's something in the powers of creation that God begins to create in you and I. And we begin to say, God, take all of me and put all of you back in me. And in that time, God begins to do spiritual surgery. He begins to alter the mind. He alters the heart, the soul, the spirit. And you begin to learn what it's like to find yourselves lost in the Spirit of God. No longer are you looking to the things of this world, but you're yearning for the things of God. Fill me, O oh God. After about three weeks of that pattern, things begin to change. Values changed. Circumstances changed. And I noticed the real radical change took place one Saturday morning just before I went to the church to pray that morning. The phone rang. You remember those uh, pink phones and old pale blue phones that hung on the wall? Had a 50-foot cord on it. You'd go throughout the house with it. Well, that's what we had. The phone rang just before I left. And I got up to answer the phone and God spoke to my heart. And he told me who it was. He told me what they were calling about. They were sick. They had something wrong that needed to be touched immediately. And he said, when you talk to them, tell them they're healed. I picked up the phone. I never said good morning. We didn't have where you could look on there and see who was calling you. Caller ID. We, we didn't have that. I picked up the phone and I said to her, Sister so-and-so, you're calling me because, and I told her the disease that God had told me that she had. And I said, God told me to tell you this, that you're fixing to be healed right now. When I said that, I heard a scream and that she evidently threw the phone. She had 50 foot and she reached it out and she probably used every bit of it. And I just kept listening to her shout as she went through the house. And she came back. 
after a while and said, are you still on the phone? And I said, I've been listening. She said, only God could have told you what it was. Now listen to me carefully here, because this may sound spooky to you. It may not even sound logical. It doesn't maybe sound even spiritual. But I'm going to tell you what God can do. He can look on the inside. I'll tell you something else that happened during that time. I was down on the main street when people used to come to town and walk up down the street. I was standing on the street and God said, look at the people's eyes. You know, the eye is the, they say, the threshold of the window to the soul. If you study the eyes, and I began to glance up without staring them in the face, and I began to notice some of them were smiling, but they were sad inside. I saw some talking, but there was something else going on inside. Now, how does that, how do you know? God lets you see beyond the eyes and he lets you see the soul. That's, that's an important place to be. As the ministers of the word, as ministers of God, we have to be able to discern what is happening inside of men and women that's in conflict, in battles, and the devil has beaten them down. You've got to be able to come at him with everything you got and take command over him. Put him in flight. This is not game time. This is fight time. Take charge of what God has given us. And I saw the power of God begin to work and move. And I'm saying that only to say that we all are equipped with the same thing. You see that the Holy Ghost and power is working. That's something there nobody can duplicate. Huh? You can do all kinds of gymnastics, but until the Spirit of God takes and looks deep within and then gives you reflection to those around you. There's things that God can do. I began to notice that. This began to develop, and I, and I won't go into any more details, but there were some wonderful things that happened during that time. A few years later, I was asked to come to a church, and I really was excited because this was a large church, had a great reputation. I was just thrilled that they would even think about me and give me an opportunity. I was so excited. I couldn't wait to get there because I knew out of that church you become missionaries and pastors and all kinds of ministries. And I thought, oh boy, I'm going to get slapped dab in the middle of that and get to be the pastor of the church. And I got over there. Now time had slipped away from all of these times and experiences that I'd heard before of the church. When I got there, it wasn't as large a crowd as I once heard of it having because they had had some, they had, had really set some records throughout the state and I knew they were a great, great church for God. So I got over there and I was thrilled to be there. I'd been there about three or four months, five months in fact, I think. And uh, we were having meetings and people were coming in and the church was growing. People were getting saved. People had been filled with the Holy Ghost. I was on in heaven. I was enjoying it. Now, one day we had, we had our annual, I mean, a monthly board meeting. We'd get together and talk about what we need to do and things in the church. And one day I was uh, having a meeting. We just finished everything we was going to talk about. Hope you don't mind me getting the water. I'll give you a drink. That's all I've got right here. <laughs> I, uh, I felt God. You ever have God give you a holy nudge? 
I have a time or two, in fact, several times. And I, I felt God doing something to me. And I didn't quite understand what it was about, but I was trying to listen. And I said, uh, well, fellas, I tell you, I think we had uh, four men, if I'm not mistaken, on the board at that time. I said, uh, I feel something in, I can't identify it. I need you to help me with it. I said, uh, can I ask you something? I, I was afraid I was fixing to make some people mad and I was going to insult. I didn't mean that at all. But I said, I, I don't want to offend anybody, but let me just ask you something. Can I, can I do this? Will you understand? Bear with me. And they said, sure, go ahead. I said, uh, are you people filled with the Holy Ghost? And they looked at one another and looked back at me. And I asked again, uh, do you all know what the Holy Ghost is? And there was, a, one of, there was a school teacher, he was on the board, kind of the spokesman in the group. He looked over and he said, well, we do, but not like you probably see it. I said, oh boy, oh boy, what have I got? I said, well, listen, let me tell you how I see it. I said, I believe that when you're filled with the Holy Ghost, there is a manifestation there is the working of the Spirit. There is the gift in tongues. I was glad to hear that while ago. And there's in the interpretation. We know that to be the Holy Ghost in power. I've worked with people of every denomination. I won't go into the details, but I found that the church don't do it. It takes the power of God that does it. I've seen God take everything and religion title that they have. I've seen God knock them flat, fill them with, save them and fill them with the Holy Ghost in one trip. And get up and tell me I don't know what happened, but God did something inside of me. I can tell you a lot of stories along that line, but what I know is that there is an actual infilling of the Holy Ghost that gives us power to stand up and deal with the powers of darkness and of hell. Needless to say, I got into a hornet's nest. And I said, well, folks, I'm not here to embarrass anybody, but uh, do you, do y'all... Uh, know what I'm talking about. And this spokesman spoke up. He said, we have heard of it. I said, well, can I say something else since we're into this thing now? I think if you sense you're in a similar God church, we ought to not only hear about it, we ought to be full of it. We ought to get some anointing. We ought to have wisdom. We ought to have direction. Listen, if you're not led of the Spirit of God, you're going to be led by your own spirit. Listen to me. There's only two spirits, spirit of God and spirit of the devil. And the devil works on our spirit continually. Huh? Now, I know we're humans. I'm human. You're hum. Most of, I believe all of you are humans, and I look around a little bit better. We're all humans. But there is always that battle between the flesh and the spirit. Are you with me? I'm going to tell you what, I, 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 I'm full gospel. I, I don't mind telling you that. I don't criticize those that don't because I've had people, uh, good friends of mine, uh, here a while back, I was invited to come and preach at a Presbyterian church. And the pastor said, I want you to preach on the Holy Ghost. 
I said, well, I was going to anyway. <laughs> and it worked out. And we had folks attending that meeting. I believe that there is a power that leads us against every influence, every power, every darkness, every spirit, everything we have to deal with. We have to be led of the Holy Ghost. Now, I appreciate what was said, brother, a while ago, that you, you're right on. You're right on. Hang in there. This church is at a critical point. You're at a critical point. You're fixing to select a pastor. Can I get a little more bold about it? <laughs> you already know I, I'm kind of plain folk in some ways. Listen, I don't care what title you carry, you still must be a child of God. And in a full gospel church, you need to be Holy Ghost filled. You said, well, that's, that's fine. No. These fellows that I was talking to you about a while ago, they said, our pastor said we didn't have to. I said, well, I don't care what your pastor said. I'm going by the Bible. I think you must be full. <laughs> I think you ought to be full. That's what my Bible says. And they said, well, we don't know that we have to be. I said, well, I think you have to be. If you're going to be here leading this church, you need to be full of the Holy Ghost. Right. Well, they said, um, I can see you don't fit with us. <laughs> but they were wrong. I fit with the church. I didn't fit with them. Huh? And I said, well, fellas, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to break up the meeting like this. But I said, listen, this church has a testimony. It has a witness in this state, uh, only in the state, in the city. People know what it believes. And we've got to be spirit people, filled people at all times. And they said, well, we'll have a business meeting. We can get rid of you that fast. I said, well, you know, there's a little streak in me once in a while. It's kind of carnal. I said, I don't think you can. <laughs> because I'd been seeing what was happening around the altars. I saw God moving upon a church and upon a congregation. I said, I don't think you're, you're in line with what this church believes. And they said, if you'll put it to a vote, you'll find out. I said, I'll make a deal with you. If you vote me out, I'll leave. We won't say one word, but if I get the vote and I'm voted in, I want you to resign your position you can go to church here, but you're not going to lead us into another direction away from what God has already ordained that we should be in. You need to be able to say that you are spirit-filled and led of God because that's a part of the doctrines of the assemblies of God, and you've got to be a part of it or else you don't belong in that leadership role. And I mean that. I mean that. If you don't believe it, you better start trying to find a way to get to mean in it. It needs to be registered in your heart. You need to be full of the Holy Ghost. You need to be full of the Holy Ghost. And if you don't have it, you need to pray until you do have it. Now, I'm getting a little radical, I know, and I may not ever be invited back again, and that's all right, too. <laughs> I'm getting too old for this, it's to be honest with you, but <laughs> I'm not going to change my views. I was telling someone a while ago, I said, I'm just too old to change now. <laughs> well, they did vote on it, <laughs> and it just didn't fly. And not only did they not vote me out, they tried to vote me 
in for a, a, a year and it didn't, they tried five, it didn't work. They, four years, they didn't work. Finally, one guy stood up, he'd just been coming there and just a part of the church. He said, I just think we ought to vote him in indefinite. And they voted 100%, except for four. <laughs> and I was at the back door and they all came by and laid their keys in my hand and walked out the door and the church just kept growing. Isn't it wonderful what God can do? Huh? They told me, and they said, well, you won, but said, we really wanted a Baptist pastor. I said, there's nothing wrong with Baptist people, but they're not going to pastor in the Assemblies of God church because we need Holy Ghost filled people that believe in the baptism of anointing of God, divine healing, and the fullness of the Spirit of God upon our lives. I believe it with all my heart. Let me read another little passage. I'll find a place to put this in a minute. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Do you know what I'm trying to say? There's a place where God... You said, well, I don't know about this stuff. I'm going to tell you, God wants us to be full of everything we can get about Him. Full. God wants us full. <laughs> Let me throw that verse 28 in. It don't hurt. I can't even tell what time it is. My watch is not clicking and I can't see back there. I think somewhere around 11 o'clock, isn't it? pretty close anyway. And we know, we know that all things work. How many believes in work? How many believes in work? Works together. Are you with me? I'm talking about union. I'm talking about the bonding together to work together. You see, I, I mentioned to you about the other day about Naomi and I, we got our start over on Enterprise Road in a little old church. Part of it was a blacksmith shop and the other was a building. They put them together with sucker rods. It was pitiful. I, I, I know it was, it was, some of you might remember it. I doubt it. Probably, Zelda probably could remember that one. <laughs> a few more of you might remember when that was there. It was, it was, a, it was a mess. I'm so thankful today it's a most beautiful building to be in and it's wonderful and I learned something. It's good whenever we're working together. You listen to me. God has a, a, a union, an army that's together on this thing. Let me just, I'm just talking to you out of a heart filled with love and compassion and I'm thrilled the Lord might work it out where Naomi and I get to come here. Would I be wonderful if I could? I just want to sit back on a pew and soak it up. That's all I want to do. I'm a soaker. I just want to soak it up. But I'm going to tell you there's some responsibility. And I, I want to pray for these folks that are trying to find the mind of God. Listen, there's all kinds of pastors out there. Can I tell you that? They're, they're, most of them are humans. And I'm, I'm saying that with caution because some of them 
Some of them carry titles. Be careful. They carry titles, but they don't carry the, the anointing inside. You know what I'm saying? Huh? I'm, I'm being plain and smoking. I'm going to tell you the truth. My heart goes out. I want, I want to see. I was talking to Jimmy the other day, and I said, Jimmy, I know there was one time a gold in Oklahoma. We put up a post. Everywhere there was a post office, there'd be a church. That, that was kind of the gold. And I knew that was the way it was. And I asked Jimmy the other day, I said, uh, and I, I, I don't refer him in a disrespectful way. I, I've known the, the Keith family from way back whenever, uh, whatever it was they was in. I don't know what it was, but anyway, I've known them. We was all kids and grew up together. Ronnie knows kind of that bunch. We've we, we kind of let, they've kind of taken us in. We've been a part of the family. It's a big family, the Keith family is. Jimmy said, uh, you know what? I said, Jim, how many churches? He, he said, I don't think we've started any. I said, well, what about closing them? He said, oh, well, we just closed 31 churches last year. We've closed them. I used to pastor up at Sulphur. I was the law. I had the reputation of the longest pastor. I was eight and a half years at the church in Sulphur, Oklahoma. I, I won't go through that detail, but you probably know some of the story. You may even have the newspaper clippings about my ministry in the, up in Sulphur. I went through there the other day. I had to make a run. I thought, I'm going to run through town. I haven't been through. Went by there and there's a big sign for sale. They're selling the building, the parsonage, everything, all. My heart broke. My heart broke. They're selling the church. They're selling churches now. I pastored right over here, Bethel, and they've just sold it. Some folks have bought it. They're at least using it for church. But what's happening? What's happening, folks? What happened to the passion? What happened to the anointing? What happened to the vision? What happened to the drive, the desire? What happened somewhere down the line, church? Listen to me. What happened? This pulpit committee has got their hands full. I'm going to tell you that much right now. I don't know what they've done, but listen, fellas, I don't know who you are or where you're at, but let me just say this. There may not be any resumes. There may be a pile of them. I don't know. But you don't have to take the resume. You can go ask a pastor that's been successful somewhere else, and you can go over there and say, would you consider our church? You never know what they're praying I know. I've been there myself. I, I've been a pastor for a little bit. 63 years, I think, was it? I know what it feels like. To, you're praying for the will of God and you don't know what to do. You feel God saying it's time to go, but where do you go? And all of a sudden the door opens another way. Phone rings. Somebody has called and wants to know if you'll come. That's the way God works sometimes. Be in prayer. Be in prayer because you don't know who is praying right now. God, if just somebody would call me, I'd know what the will of God is. Can I do something that may be a little out of line? I hope it's not. I'd like to pray for the, the pulpit committee. If you're here, some of you here, I want to pray for you. I want to lay hands on you for I want God to put his will in your heart, in your vision, in your discernment. And any other, also, uh, Pastor, if you would come and join with us, 
and any other teachers, I want you to come because we're all involved in this thing together. I want you to come. Just come ahead and come up here. We're going to have the church come by and lay hands on you. I want God's will in this church. I want God's anointing and guidance. And God can give it to you. You said, well, I never thought of them being, listen, they're being led of God right now. If they're not led of God, they're in a lot of trouble, right? Nobody's here is too smart to figure out what God wants. If anyone else, any other church leader wants to come up, I want you to be here. Then I'm going to ask the body to come and join and build a circle around us. And we're going to pray together. We're going to ask God to help us to support them in prayer and in commitment and encouragement. Come on, church. Get up here and lay your hands on these fellows or women or whoever it is. If you can reach one. If you can't, just hold your hand out there to them. Let it, let it come out into them. Let them feel your support, your prayer, your encouragement, your wisdom, your knowledge of it. Heavenly Father, lay your hand. <laughs> lay your hand upon these men and upon them, God, we pray that the Holy Ghost will come upon them and give them wisdom, Lord, and direction to speak the right words, to say the right things. Oh, God, reveal your will. Lay your hand upon their lives. Give them the spiritual discernment they need, oh, God. <laughs> By your holy anointing, Heavenly Father, let the Spirit of God be invested in their lives. Speak, God, if you have to, in the dead hours of midnight. <laughs> oh, God. Put wisdom in these men. Give them a vision, Lord, beyond the doors of this church. Help them to see where you're leading them and guiding them, I pray. <laughs> God, lay your hand upon every member, every one of this congregation in the name of Jesus that there would be a oneness of the Spirit. There would be direction of the Holy Ghost. There would be a bonding together. Lord, as the Holy Spirit leads us together to search out for your will and your guidance and your anointing, we pray. <laughs> if somebody could help me... Uh, Let's sing that chorus together. Bind us together. Somebody knows how to start that song, that chorus. I'm not a singer. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, folks. Together, bind us together Lord bind us together we pray hallelujah let the spirit of the living God settle upon this church to lead with wisdom and guidance open doors if there's someone out there God some pastor that's praying Lord if you want me to go somewhere speak 
to my heart. Let somebody give me a call and God, I pray, direct this church to find the right one that would come and feed their souls and minister to their needs as the Spirit of God would give utterance, I pray. So lay your hand upon each one, upon the ministries of the church, upon the teachers, and upon God, every working element of this body, that you would be lifted up and glorified. Lead them, Jesus, in one mind and one spirit and one accord, that you would be the bond, you would be the guidance, the leading, the anointing, the wisdom that is needed. For we ask it in the name of Jesus and for your glory today. Oh, oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God bless you, church. God bless you. Keep these people in prayer. Don't just pray today. Pray every morning. God, give us wisdom from heaven. Give them wisdom to know, to be able to discern what God is doing. Will you do that? They need it. You take time to ask them. They'll need it, and they want you to do it. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. You want to dismiss, let them leave on their own. <laughs> Y'all just drift along. Let the Lord lead you. <laughs> Amen. God bless you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hey, don't forget service tonight, six o'clock. Come back. We're going to celebrate these girls and and uh, we've got a message as well, so come out tonight for that, the reception following. So thank you, Brother Duck, for coming. Thank you for that prayer. Amen. I believe what he said is true. We've got to find a Holy Spirit-filled, Holy Spirit-powered. Amen. And, and do it in unity. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Let's stand this morning. Let's, let's dismiss in prayer, and we'll be on our way. And uh, again, don't forget tonight, come out, join us tonight, amen. Father, we love you this morning. We thank you, Lord, for your presence. Lord, we thank you for your spirit that we, we've experienced this morning, Lord, that we feel so powerful in this place. God, I pray, Lord, as we leave here, Lord, we leave it here. God, we take it with us. God, and everywhere that we go, we go to the restaurants. Lord, let your Holy Spirit go with us. Lord, lead us and direct us, Lord, as we continue our search for a pastor, Lord, and that we do it in unity, God. Lord, that you send the right person, Lord, and, and, and not the one that just we desire, but the right person, Lord, to lead us. Father, we praise you, Lord. Keep us safe as we leave this place. Bring us back tonight, Lord, once again, to come into your house and worship you, Lord. We give you glory in the name of Jesus. Amen.